Welcome to Tending Your Soul. I'm Marielle Davenport. This podcast is an invitation to cultivate greater intimacy with God through the seed of His Word. If you're worn out from the dry seasons of life and yearn for the refreshment of time with God, but feel overwhelmed at where to start, you're in the right place. Join me in the garden as we let God tend our soul with His Word, little by little. Hi, friend. Welcome to episode 20 of Tending Your Soul podcast. I'm Marielle, and I wonder if you can relate to the idea that having an hour-long quiet time in the perfect wing-back chair with a flannel blanket draped over your lap and a hot cup of tea is the key to intimacy with God. Can you relate to that, to the thought that that's the right thing, that's the ideal thing? You know, from the time I surrendered my life to Christ in my early 20s, I was offered this picture from well-meaning church members, and I was continually challenged to have these long, drawn-out quiet times in this picture-perfect spot in order to consider it time with God. Now, granted, this may have been what I internalized and maybe not what they said, but I did internalize that. So, as a wife of two years and a mom of a four-month-old, I set my alarm diligently for the ungodly hour (laughs) of 5 a.m., and I would get up to seek time with Jesus in the little chair in the corner of our small apartment living room, and I no sooner got comfortable that I would fall asleep in that chair until the baby's cries would wake me, demanding his morning feeding. It took me a few months, but I finally began to look closer at Jesus's example with time with the Father. How did he lean into God while he was on earth, tired and continually serving others and being needed and touched and demanded of? What I discovered has changed my time with the Lord over these last 22 years of walking with Jesus. In Luke 5:16, we see Jesus's only prerequisite. It says, but he, Jesus, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. To withdraw, alone. Jesus didn't have a fancy wingback chair or the right candle or even a cup of tea. He just got alone, away from distractions, to listen to and talk to his father. So as we consider Over the course of these few podcasts, where we're looking at tips for cultivating time with Jesus, we not only are going to consider our why and know our purpose, which we looked at in the last episode, but now let's consider our place. Where will we go to seek the face of God? What place do we need for seeking God? Well, obviously, God is omnipresent. And every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit inside. So he's closer than our own skin. Yet there's an invitation that we see Jesus reflect as he offers the example of intentional time away and alone with God. Having a place and even a typical time will help us to develop this consistent rhythm of listening to God's voice through his word. Having a place helps put us in the right frame of mind to listen and receive as we train ourselves towards this. 
For me, the best place has been my favorite chair. Now, it's not in my bedroom as it once was, but when my boys were small, my favorite chair was in the bedroom because little boys have the uncanny ability to hear their mama get up and sneak into the living room at any time, day or night. So when they were small, I would just get up, turn on the light next to the chair in my room, and I would spend a few minutes there with God before their little feet carried them into the room when the sun rose. But now, with grown sons who are launching and a husband who leaves early for work, I'm afforded the time with the Lord right in our little home library in a cute little chair in the corner. I do seek to continue time with the Lord as I walk my dog and shower and drive or do chores in my home. But my set-aside space is a place where I'm not distracted by the laundry room noises or the to-do list in the kitchen or even the notifications on my phone. My desolate place is my little home library. Where's your place, I wonder? Where might you set aside a small place to just leave your Bible, your glasses, a pen, a journal, a place where you could find less distractions, at least less external ones? Then there's the issue of time. I heard someone say recently that our new fine is busy. When someone asks you how you are, our response used to be, I'm fine. Now it's, I'm busy. We give away our time and then we wonder where it went. The one thing that we cannot save up, store up, or get back is time. Yet we often squander it on that which is not eternal or restorative. Jesus had 24 hours in his day too, and he lived only 33 years. He was certainly busy, yet he was intentional to draw away to desolate, alone places and pray. He withdrew intentionally. We even see in the scripture where he spent whole nights in prayer at times. We often challenge one another to make time for whatever, but the reality is we can't make time. We can only use the time we've been given. You and I have 24 hours today, and the average person who lives to be about 80 only has the time given to spend as we decide. Ephesians 5.15 urges us to look carefully how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So how can we carve out time to intentionally meet with Jesus? It doesn't have to be hours of time, but it does take time. And therefore, it does require giving up time in something else, sleep, chores, work, whatever it might be that we're doing. Now, I'm not sure that being a morning person versus being a night person is really a thing, because really, we train ourselves to whatever time frame works for us. And for our family, for our season of life, for our schedule. As a young mom, I was up early with small children, like it or not. And as a mom of teens, I was up late, like it or not, listening to my adolescence. And now as a mom with launching grown sons, I'm typically up and spending time with Jesus before eight in the morning. The point of cultivating a rhythm of meeting with Jesus is less about the place or the time then creating intentionality, a space that is minimally distracting so we might slow our pace a bit and meet with the one who created time and space and 
is wooing our hearts into intimacy with him. So what is that place and that time that might work best for you? Where can you sneak away if only for a few minutes to get alone with God? What time of day can you offer even just a few minutes to lean in and listen to the heart of the Father through His Word? The one who created time and space and you is inviting you to draw near. Let's ask Him to show us the where and the when for that. Lord, we stand in awe of you, the creator of all things, inviting us to intimately meet with you. You call us to draw away to desolate places with you so that we might find refreshment in your word and stability for our day. Would you show us each one in the personal intimacy of our relationship with you where and when you're wooing us to just draw away for a few moments each day. Amen. Now we can be like Habakkuk and stand on the watchtower, anxious to see how will God answer that prayer. I want to invite you to join my online community, Tending Together, where we're continuously encouraging one another to keep cultivating time with Jesus as we tend our souls by his word. Find out more about our community and how we're serving one another, and we would love to include you. You can find out about it on my website, marieldavenport.com, and I'll leave a link with details in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, keep tending your soul by the Word of God. Thank you.